They were old chimes, trust me. Centuries ago, these bells had been baptized by bishops, so many centuries ago, that the register of their baptism was lost long, long before the memory of man, and no one knew their names. They had had their godfathers and godmothers, these bells. For my own part, by the way, I would rather incur the responsibility of being godfather to a bell than a boy, and had their silver mugs, no doubt, besides. But time had mowed down their sponsors, and Henry the Eighth had melted down their mugs, and they now hung, nameless and mugless, in the church tower. Not speechless, though, far from it. They had clear, loud, lusty-sounding voices, had these bells, and far and wide they might be heard upon the wind. Much too sturdy chimes were they, to be dependent on the pleasure of the wind, moreover, for, fighting gallantly against it when it took an adverse whim, they would pour their cheerful notes into a listening ear right royally, and bent on being heard on stormy nights by some poor mother watching a sick child, or some lone wife whose husband was at sea, they had been sometimes known to beat a blustering nor'wester, aye, all to fits, as Toby Veck said. For though they chose to call him Trotty Veck, his name was Toby, and nobody could make it anything else either, except Tobias, without a special act of Parliament. He, having been as lawfully christened in his day as the bells had been in theirs, though with not quite so much solemnity or public rejoicing. For my part, I confess myself of Toby Veck's belief, for I am sure he had opportunities enough of forming a correct one, and whatever Toby Veck said, I say. And I take my stand by Toby Veck, although he did stand all day long, and weary work it was, just outside the church door. In fact, he was a ticket porter, Toby Veck, and waited there for jobs. And a breezy, goose-skinned, blue-nosed, red-eyed, stony-toed, tooth-chattering place it was to wait in, in the winter time, as Toby Veck well knew. The wind came tearing round the corner, especially the east wind, as if it had sallied forth express from the confines of the earth to have a blow at Toby, and oftentimes it seemed to come upon him sooner than it had expected, for bouncing round the corner and passing Toby, it would suddenly wheel round again, as if it cried, Why, here he is! Incontinently his little white apron would be caught up over his head like a naughty boy's garments, and his feeble little cane would be seen to wrestle and struggle unavailingly in his hand, and his legs would undergo tremendous agitation, and Toby himself, all aslant, and facing now in this direction, now in that, would be so banged and buffeted, and tousled and worried, and hustled and lifted off his feet, as to render it a state of things but one degree removed from a positive miracle, that he wasn't carried up bodily into the air as a colony of frogs or snails or other very portable creatures sometimes are, and rained down again to the great astonishment of the natives on some strange corner of the world where ticket-porters are unknown.'